You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. So excited to have you here today. Today, we're talking about business plans. I know this is a traffic and lead generation show. I totally get it. But honestly, I don't want you guys going into this world of traffic and leads generation without having a plan, which is why I invited David Brown to be on the show as the business plan answer man. That's what he goes by. I like it. You guys know I like having little nicknames considering my name is One Click Lindsay. So you guys are going to love this episode. We have so much fun. We talk about Napoleon Hill. If you guys don't know who that is, you're going to want to listen to this episode of the podcast because he was one of the first authors to ever write about how to succeed in business and life. So you're going to love this episode pretty much. Before we hop into that, of course, I have to do a quick commercial. My name is One Click Lindsay, and I'm with trafficandleads.com. If your website is sitting dead in the water and you need help with SEO, pay per click, funnels, uh, landing pages, uh, speaking of funnels, we love click funnels over here, email marketing, all those things that will create never ending traffic and leads to your business please do reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. You can check out my blog over at oneclicklindsay.com. Before I dive into this episode, I kind of want to talk about email marketing and list size because I had a customer come to me. She is just getting going in the whole world of digital marketing. She has a great business, but she wants to grow this business using digital marketing and she doesn't have much of an email list, but she has seen all of this hubbub around email marketing and how big is your list and oh, mine's 5,000 or 20,000 or whatever the case may be. She's feeling a little not good enough because her list is zero, essentially. Like she has some current clients and I'm telling her exactly how to handle that. She doesn't want to just put throw them on her list. She actually wants to ask them and she wants to build this list legitimately. But honestly, I'm telling you, I have clients that have hundreds of thousands of people on their list. I have clients that have 500 people on their list. And this one client that I'm thinking of specifically that has 500 people on her list, her open rates are well over 75%. Everyone hangs on every word she says. And when it's time for her to sell something, she can really bring it in. And this is with a list of 500. Um, of course, I have clients who have lists of hundreds of thousands of people, probably not hundreds of thousands, thousands of people, I should say, up to 100,000 around there. Um, and, uh, you know, it just depends. Like, you know, they are successful in their own right, but it is definitely not correlated with their list size. I will tell you that. So what is my point? My point is we all need to start this list building thing from somewhere. Everyone starts at zero. If you start today at zero, maybe within a month you can be at 200 or you can start in a month and be at zero. So the point is get started building your list today. Don't compare your list with other people's list because the devil is in the details on that one. And it's more, it's a hundred percent more about quality versus quantity, which I should say, don't ever buy a list. Don't put names on, on your list of people who don't want to be there, who haven't asked to be there. 
that's my lecture for today. Start building that list today. Build it correctly and care about just building this email list of people who want to hear from you. And if that is what you're doing, you are doing it correctly. You are doing it right. And you're just where you need to be. Okay, fair enough. Let's dive into this awesome interview with David Brown, the business plan answer man. Hey, David, welcome to the show. So excited to have you on today. Oh, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to uh, be on your show. It's it's a, an honor and a privilege. Yeah. So first of all, before we dive into all the nitty gritty, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do? Well, I uh, right now work with entrepreneurs and small business owners to create their business plan based on some of the methods I have tried for myself and tested over time, saving them some time and money along the way because they don't have to reinvent the errors that I made uh, on the trial and error basis. So where it not only help them create it, but I help them make sure they get it implemented. Yes. So business plan. So the reason why, just talking to the folks here, the reason why I brought good old David, who is also known as the business plan answer man on the show is because many of us dive into the whole traffic and leads generation situation without a business plan. And so David's the perfect person to make sure that we have all of our ducks in a row before we just dive in, spend a lot of money, without much of a plan. So that's why David is on today. Now, David also wrote a book. Tell us a little bit about this book that you wrote, David. Well, it's called From the Bottom Up, The Ultimate Guide for Business Planning to Profitability. That came about uh, last three or four years. I was a basically a franchisee for the insurance carrier that I worked for. They come out and says, we want everybody to write a full-blown business plan. Well, I had had all the pieces. I just had to put them in one spot polish it up and I was ready to go. But we had some newer agents that come up and says, how do I do this? How do I do this? I'm so nervous. You know, I got to write this, but I don't know how. So I sat down with them. And after we spent about two hours, I was just walking through a a bunch of questions, asking them what they're going to do, what they've done, what they want to make and on and on. Uh, They were going through the said, Well, how do I write this? I said, well, just write down what you just got done telling me for the last two hours, and there's your business plan. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, both of them says, it was like a stereo receiver saying, you ought to be teaching this, and that's when the lights went on. The old light bulb lit up in my head, and I put pen to paper and come up with this book. And so I created a step-by-step guide to walk you through the process. Not only does it tell you what's in a business plan, but it tells you how to get the information, where to resources to go look for it. I love it. I love it. And it's so needed because so many people like so many people just don't have a business plan. So when we're talking about people sitting like you would think they would have a business plan if they're if they have a business. But I would say the vast majority of people don't. Wouldn't you agree? I would definitely agree. A lot of them think they have one. It's in their head. I don't need to write it down. And so they Mm. I just sit there and kind of Laugh, right? So we're bombarded by message, mark, just marketing messages, three to 5,000 a day. Add that to daily life. If my plan was in my head, it was long gone. Long gone. So that's the number one reason to write it down is because, uh, so you don't forget it. And so you know what your plan is. Um, outside of people not knowing and feeling a little uneasy about what belongs in a business plan, what are some of the other issues people have with business planning? Well, one of the other things is, 
they know they need one, but they don't know where to even start to go about writing one. Yeah. They'll go on, they'll go online and they'll research business plans and they'll come up with this. I've done that many moons ago and I came away more confused than I was when I started reading several books and there are these great big volumes with all the technical, uh, language in there. And so I said, no, I want something plain and simple that I can understand. And so a lot of business owners, you know, they, all right, well, I got this, but what do I do? How do I write this? And so they'll attempt it and it won't be very good. Or then they'll try to go to a bank and get money and they'll, it's not complete. And so they'll forget a lot of pieces that need to be in there that are critical if they have to go get funding. Interesting. So a business plan, I'm glad you brought up this point. So a business plan is definitely good for the business owner themselves. But if you ever are looking for any kind of funding and stuff from a bank, you of course need a fleshed out business plan. Does your book cover like business plan requirements that would, that would basically be good for when you go in to get money from a bank? It will have those pieces in there talking about the financials and things like that. Yeah. Uh, since I've written a book, it's been six years now. I've learned a whole lot more than it was six years ago. Okay. So when are we going to see uh, an updated version of your book? I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but at the end of every chapter is an email address. If you got a question that when you're going through it, you don't have to look up my email. It's right there. Send me an email. He's and not called. He's not called the business plan answer man for no reason. Right. That's right. I love it. Started out as the average Joe because I was like so many people that had left corporate employment and moved into the entrepreneur world. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we've grown over the last years with a lot of hard work and studying and following the right people. Yeah. Like yourself. Fair, Fair enough. So when we talk about a business plan, do you mind, can you outline like the basic segments of what a good business plan has in it for those that like haven't even started this homework? Cause I know Many people haven't. Right. Well, it all starts with uh, sitting down with a piece of paper and writing it all out. But the, the biggest key po- components are the mission and vision. You know, you know what's the business going to be about and what, what are your values? The, your customers, your lenders, they want to know what's your core value inside. Most people say, well, you know, I treat everybody with respect. Well, that's a good value to have. You know, it's the old golden rule. But, you know, who's on your team? Who's your management team? If you've got some key people, who are your advisors, your lawyer, your CPA, things of that nature? And then they want to look at your marketing, making sure you have a viable product. So and when you do that analysis, I'm trying to talk today, not enough coffee yet. We're trying to figure out, you know, who your market is, who's your ideal customer, where you're going to find them and how you're going to reach them. They're going to want to know the demographics of that. And lay out how, what's your plan to market your business? Cause if you borrow money, they're going to want to know how they're going to get paid back. And then they're going to look at your financials, not only your current year, but they're going to want to see a three year projection of your financials. And that's what a lot of people leave out. They'll put a one year financial statement in there. Well, that looks good, but what's the next two years going to look like? Yeah. So how do you, I mean, do you need your CPA in order to come up with those kinds of numbers? Are you guessing like, What's, I mean, I feel like that's going to scare a lot of people because they're like, are like, I just don't know. It's a brand new business. How, how am I supposed to know? So how are they supposed to know? Well, a lot of it, look, take a look at what your product is and what's your profit margin on your product. If you've got a product that you've got to manufacture, you're going to be buying wholesale and selling at retail. What's your margin? And then you tie that to, well, how many of these units do I need to sell? 
Yeah. And then you look at what your fixed expense, what all your expenses are. How much money do I have to go out? And that's usually where I start when I start helping people with their budgets is what kind of money has to be spent at a minimum to, to do your business. If you've got rent and all of your overhead of, that you've got to have any investment in product or or technology that you have to have just to, to run your business, what are we going to need money for? Where's it going to go? And then we start going backing up. Then once we get all those numbers in place, and then we also look back at right, what's it going to take? How many of my product do I need to sell based on this profit margin in order to come up with that kind of income? to cover those expenses. Sounds like it sounds like a very logical way of going about the number projections. I love it. So thank you for outlining that. Um, that's awesome. After I write a business plan, then what do I do with it? Well, some people think you just throw it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> that's This is where I was going. Yes. Uh, that's a typical thing. They write it and they forget about it. They don't think about it. Now, it depends on the type of business you have. For instance, when I had my insurance agency, my staff had a copy of my business plan. Well, and some of them just had pieces up. Key reason there is one of them, they're going to be doing most of the work. Right. Uh, so they need to know how we're going to operate the business, what we're going to do, and where we're going to find our customer base. And so they're involved in that. And so I bring them in for input. And it also helps keep me on track. Uh, for instance, one of my favorite questions I like to ask any business owners, how much does it cost you to put your key in the lock every day? Wow. Then all of a sudden, uh, and I get that deer in the headlights look. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I asked that question when I was speaking to a business group one night. A gentleman sitting right in front of me looks at it and says, 10 haircuts. <laughs> I love that. He had, He narrowed it down that the first 10 haircuts every day covered his operating expenses for the day. Yeah. And everybody's looking at him like he's nuts. And we, after we got talking about this because they don't think in that picture. So you have to know what you got to bring in on a daily basis in order to cover your expenses. And if you miss that, are you going to make up for it the next day? Because otherwise you start escalating if you don't meet that day in and day out. Next thing you know, you're locking the door for the last time. Yeah, it seems like a pretty after, slippery slope, right? Right. And people just looked at us like we were kind of nuts. But after we got done talking a little more, I heard several of them says, well, I guess what I know I'm doing tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you really have to go into this business that way. You can't go throw money at Facebook ads and SEO without knowing literally that number of product that you need to sell in order to, as you say, put the put the key in the lock in the morning. My staff knew that number. We had figured we sat down and figured it out together. And I said, right, here's what we got to bring in every day. And I based it off of new business coming in, not the, the renewals, because that built the base. And if we want to do anything, they want raises. They got to help bring in this money. So I was at a meeting one morning. And so I came in, in the afternoon. I said, well, how'd the morning go? She said, well, I covered my salary for the week. What'd you do? <laughs> I love it. And if you can get your whole team on board. With this, like everyone going towards a common goal is really only going to help your company's body bottom line. Absolutely. And so if they don't know what to expect, and so that's why I've always shared that, is it's a living, breathing document. And then the marketing plan, I had a couple of part-time gals that would help me with my marketing. Here's the plan. Here's the material. Here's the money for postage. Tell me what you need after that. And here's what we need to do. And yeah. I didn't have to worry about it. Because they carried out the marketing end of it. 
I love it. I love it. And so you distribute that, you know, they may, you may not want everybody seeing the, the bottom line financials, whether you're making money or losing or how much you're making. Sure. But they need to know those key pieces. And that was one of the things that I made sure that the right people had the right process. And so they go through this and, oh, okay, I know I got to do this. And my staff would get nervous every time they heard my printer buzzing because they knew something else was coming up. I love it. But it I love it. But it brought everybody together. And as we made this plan out, everybody knew what their responsibilities were going to be carrying out that plan. And so that's the biggest issue internally that we see that with because not everybody's borrowing money. Right. And so you're using this to guide you through the through the weeks because as you know, we talked about earlier, we're bombarded every day with not only life but everything else around us. And if you don't have something to keep you moving forward, you're going to wander around aimlessly. And when yeah. you do that, you know, any road is going to get you where to go because you don't know where you're going. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, like, how often do you refer to your business plan? Do you do this once a month, once a week? Like, how, how, how often are you revisiting and updating your business plan? Well, I have pieces of it wrote on my whiteboard. So it keeps me on track. But, wow. Uh, because I need to know, you know, this is what I got to get done. This is where we're going. Um, but one of the things that I actually updated every year, unless I make some major changes um, uh -huh. over the last couple of years, as we started uh, doing more and more of the work with our clients, I've went a different direction. So I pull it out and I'm making sure, all right, how do I have to adjust this? And most of the time, it's not major adjustments. It's just, okay, we've changed our marketing base. Where are we going to go in a different direction? So I'm no longer looking at this type of market. I've grown and we've moved it over to a, a, a newer market, a more mature market, and building up a referral base. And so just kind of updating that. So if I have to work with anybody, if I could bring somebody in to help me, they know right where it's at and they know what we're looking for. That makes sense. That makes sense. So before we leave this topic of business plans, because I actually want to talk a little bit about Napoleon Hill. Believe it or not, we haven't ever, I don't even think we've talked about Napoleon Hill on this a podcast. How is that even possible? I don't know. But before we dive into that, is there one final tip or suggestion that you can give the listeners that they can put to immediate use today? I would say if you, if you haven't sat down and looked at your business plan, pull it out and take a look at it and see, but look at what your, who your ideal customer is. You might be surprised to go about that all wrong. Um, if you're thinking that everybody's your customer, then you're, you're going to be short-lived. That almost cost me my insurance business because I had that thinking early on. Everybody needs insurance. And oh. so I'm out there trying to be uh, the one size fits all. Everything to everyone. And then, yeah. And so I was spinning my wheels because I wasn't doing anything. And then I sat down with, uh, with a business coach and he says, no, we need to focus on what your key topics are. Where, where are your key pieces? And then, we narrowed that down. And so I spent all my time then at that point focusing on two or three key groups where I could target market. And then all of a sudden I started making more money. So that's the biggest thing is look at your customers. Is that where you're making your money at? Or is there a more profitable area that you should be working? And how are you tracking all of this? And that's the other piece. If not tracking your marketing, you're missing out. Your return on investment. Yeah. And, and uh, considering this is the Traffic and Leads podcast where we talk about digital marketing, there is no reason why you guys can't be tracking the ROI of all of your marketing dollars that you spend virtually. 
one little quick story on it. I, re- I relocated my office and we did our homework. And this was a lot of the stuff was prior to what you could find online now. So it was a lot harder. We did the research. We got a list of all the houses within a half a mile radius of our office, mm-hmm. of the new location. Mm-hmm. And so we did a postcard mailing with all this. Hey, we're moving into your neighborhood. Stop by and you know, let us talk. And then right as all those went out, we put a billboard up. Okay. The same message in a key place, just right down a stone's throw from the office. And so I, we knew what we invested in all the postcards. We knew what the, the billboard was. And all of a sudden, a new client come walking in the door carrying our postcard that we wrote enough business off that first client that paid for all the postage. Wow. Dang. And had I not been tracking that, we'd have never known it. Yes. But words of, Words of wisdom, if you do a billboard, be prepared because you are going to get razzed. It was bad enough when family or friends picked on you. Was your face on the billboard? Oh, big time. <laughs> and so you got this big billboard above a gas station. So oh, when you're dear. pumping gas, you're looking up and there's there's Dave's face on a billboard. Staring at you. And, and then uh, seeing our pastor from church one day, he says, you know, I'm used to God looking down on me, but the insurance guy, oh. no way. <laughs> so. But it, it was that return on investment that we tracked. And so we knew that anything after that first sale, we were making money. I love it. That's the key thing is re- the other piece is make sure you're tracking every marketing plan to know what you're making, where you're making money. If not, adjust it and move on. I love it. Thank you. Um, is, do you have like an example business plan on your website or as a freebie or what would you recommend if someone just like needs a template or, or a place to start an example? Is there anything, uh, this is kind of taking you off guard, but I'm, do you have anything like that? I have, I've got a, if they, somebody needs a, a template, send me an email to Dave at the business at business plan man business plan answer man.com and I'll send it to him. You know, I have to lecture you since this is the Traffic and Leads podcast, is that you need to get that on your website as a as an opt-in so that as you're as you're doing interviews and stuff, you can get people's email address. I'm sorry, I have to tell you that. Well no, and that's on my list to make some changes because one of the other things that right now, if you want to get the first chapter of my book. Boom. It's on the, on the homepage. You go in there and you can download the chapter of uh, from the bottom up right off the homepage. You know, you should consider adding a get the first chapter of my book and this business plan template. And I think you would get a lot of subscribers to your list there, David. I'm gonna, consider it. No, I'm just going to write it. I know. Now we're like on a coaching call again, right? <laughs> That's the beauty when we get into these because things pop up that you don't normally think about. That's right. Okay. So before I'm going to let you go, we're going to talk a little bit about Napoleon Hill. For those that don't know who that is, he basically wrote the first and probably most famous like entrepreneurial book called Think and Grow Rich. And David actually co-authored an international bestseller called Journeys to Success, where 21 people wrote empowering stories based on their, on the success principles of Napoleon Hill, which were kind of covered in his book. He wrote many books, but that was probably his most famous one. So tell me just a little bit about that. I was introduced to Napoleon Hill when I started into the insurance business, uh, going through the interview process in 1986. And the gentleman... Oh, yeah. And for the record, Napoleon Hill's like old school. We're talking old school, right? right? That book, Think and Grow Rich, was written in 1937. Was it? 
And, and I have to explain who Napoleon Hills when I start talking to people. And I don't know how many I've done in the last week. You shouldn't because he he is like the you can create your own business and be your own person. Like to me, that's who it is. He was the first book I ever read on this on this topic. And, well, no. And so I read that book. The gentleman told me as he was interviewing me and getting me ready to start this process to uh, become an insurance agent. Read this book, study it, do what it tells you, and you're going to be all right. You're going to make money, and you're going to be successful. Yep. So I start. I, that is an annual read for me at least once. Wow. And I've been doing that for many years because there's so much content in there. Actually, I had the book that I he gave me was was the condensed version. It was like the uh, little is a real thin paperback, about a hundred and some pages. The pages are falling out, and I have the covers taped on. And so I had to go out and buy a new new book because of it. The other one's wearing out. But what he did is he interviewed, he was challenged by Andrew Carnegie back in 1900 and says, I want you to do this. If you're up to a challenge, you have to interview top business leaders that are successful and not successful and find the commonality among those that are and are not. And, it, you know, it'll probably take you 20 to 25 years. You have to earn your own way while you're doing this. And I will give you a letter of introduction. And after that period of time, he sat down and I at, and identified these 17 success principles. And I have a, and I keep a copy right here on the top of my desk, right in front of me every day. So that that's the first thing I see when I sit down to work. I love it. Uh, because they're so powerful. But. And so he's taking those, and if you apply these with that focus and definite and purpose, which is just what are you in business for? And so I was asked if I would be part of this after uh, Tom Cunningham, uh, that was a leading expert in Napoleon Hill, says I want to do this. Are you interested? You know, and no one being a follower of Napoleon Hill and Tom Cunningham, I jumped at the opportunity. And it's, we wrote, each one of us wrote how those 17 principles affected our lives. And we still wrote. That them. is so cool. And as I read that those, is so cool. and it just, some of them bring tears to your eye because they're so powerful, how they were at the top of their game, lost it all, and then built themselves back up using those same principles. So this probably goes without saying, David, but I haven't read that book since, you know, uh, basically I found success in business for many, many years. I haven't read that book. I'm, this probably goes without saying, but obviously those 17 principles still apply here in 2018 as they did back in the 1930s. Absolutely. There's still is, is applicable today in anything we do. And it's not only written to work for an individual, but it's also geared for small, for, for businesses. Yeah. As I was, as I was writing that chapter for that book and I sit on a large nonprofit board of directors. And so I'm reading that. And writing that, you know, just studying these principles again, going through them all. I say, wait a minute, that's what we're doing as this board. And so I actually took those principles, wrote another book geared towards this nonprofit using those same 17 principles. Wow. It's just completely applicable to all areas. Right. And so that was the, the design of these when they were written, like I say, back in 37. And they're so powerful that people, if you will follow those, uh, and there's so many, uh, ways that you can do this, but I in front of every or in every book, there are now nine versions of journeys to success. Wow! 
Every one of them is an international bestseller. I love it. So do we find out? So obviously you can go to Amazon. You can pick up, you need to pick up right now. Everybody who's listening needs to pick up a copy of Think and Grow Rich and look through it. But also I'm guessing David on your website is a copy of the empowering stories, the journeys to success, right? Right. There, there's a link on off our website to uh, Amazon for journeys to success. That'll take you in there and you can just order it right there along with the from the bottom up which is also through C-Suite Book Club. I love it. Okay, so you guys listening, audience, you have an assignment today to go buy three books and then read them and apply them. And then you can thank David and I for listening to this powerful episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Is that fair to say, David? I would say very fair, basically. Okay. We're going to challenge them to read it because I think once you do, uh, it'll change your life. Agreed. Agreed. All right, friend, before I let you go, because I've taken so much of your time today, what a great conversation. I'm going to turn the time back over to you to again, tell people where they can find you and anything else you want the audience to know. The time is yours. Okay. Uh, my, you go to my website at Dave at businessplananswerman.com. You can send me a message there. Uh, you can download the first chapter of our book. And if you've got some questions or want to talk about your business, send me an email to guys. Uh, David wants that. an email. Yeah. Send me an email and we'll schedule a time and we'll talk about your business and see I love it. how we can help you give you tips along the way. But that's the best way to contact me is via email at Dave at businessplananswerman.com. Got questions. And at the end of uh, every chapter and from the bottom up, it's an email address. So if you're reading that, you got a question, don't look for the, the email. It's right there. Send me a question. I'll get back. If I don't know the answer, I'll research and I'll get back with you. But I love uh, it. There's a lot of information on the website that you can go in some templates for budgeting and startup budgets and things like that. I love it. And let me help you out here one more time, David. Um, if you guys want a copy of the first chapter of his book, then go to his website and put your email address in and he will send you the first chapter of his book. And not only that, I'm sure he emails some very interesting things every week. Right, David? We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on the hook, you're on the hook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on this interview. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, and it's always a pleasure to share any type of wisdom I can to help somebody else grow. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I hope you enjoyed visiting with David and I today. I know I had a lot of fun. He sure was an awesome guest. Before you go, remember, if your website is sitting dead in the water and you need more help generating traffic and leads, and that looks like Facebook ads, funnels, email marketing, all that good stuff, make sure you reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. If you enjoy this podcast and you want us to keep going, please definitely leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Tell a friend about it. You can leave us a review on our Facebook page, or if you want to, you can just reach out, send me an email, tell me you like the show. Um, let me know what kind of topics you're looking for us to dive into, and I will easily find a guest and we will explore that topic. Okay, friends, until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm -hmm.